May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. It's amazing what can happen when you hear the deacon read the gospel. Because as many times as I read this gospel this week, in preparing to be with you all, it didn't really occur to me. You see, like I'm living in the midst of a bunch of boxes in my house right now. Because on Saturday, Friday actually, I'm not candy, don't even get the extra day. On Friday, a moving truck is coming to pick up all of our stuff because my family and I are moving home. My family and I are going to drive a thousand miles on I-20 to go back to Dallas, Fort Worth. And it honestly didn't occur to me until you read the gospel that this is Jesus going back to his hometown. Hopefully, right, like a prophet's not without honor, right? Like I know these folks, but I get it, right? Like we all know those people in our lives that we know just a little too well. We all have those people that maybe know us just a little too well, right? And I'm coming back, I'm going to go be a rector of a congregation, and I'm coming to this place, and I'm a priest, and I'm what, but I'm also going to be surrounded by the people that I did really knuckleheaded stuff with. But we all have those people in our lives. People that know we follow Jesus. People that know that we're Christians. But people that also know the knuckleheaded stuff we've done in our lives. So maybe that's what this gospel today is getting at. This gospel today talks about Jesus coming back to his friends and his family and the people that knew him, but the things he was doing were offensive to them. Our gospel uses that word, they were offended or he offended them. But that word actually is is deeper than offense, it's scandalized. That word that we translate as offend is probably better to be scandalized. But think about what Jesus was doing. He was healing people. He was meeting with people. He was telling people that you belong. He was telling the wrong people that you belong. He was healing the wrong people. He was inviting the wrong people. At least that's what those folks that knew him best thought. And that's why they were scandalized. And so maybe when Jesus comes back to town, the people of Nazareth, his friends and his family, they assumed that their hometown guy was going to come make them proud. He was going to affirm their righteousness. He was going to tell them, y'all are on the right path. Y'all are doing everything right. Y'all are God's chosen people. But that's not what he did. And it offended him, them. And it made those folks want to kill him. I think if we're honest, we too often want that same thing today that the folks in Nazareth wanted. We want a Jesus who tells us we're great. 
We want a Jesus who tells us we're doing everything the right way. We want a Jesus who tells us because we go to church, because we're nice to animals, because we donate to charity, because we're just nice people. We want a Jesus who tells us we're good. But that's not the Jesus we get in the Gospels. And it offends us. It offends me. Because through Jesus, God redeems everyone and calls everyone to himself. And that includes people who don't go to church. That includes people who aren't very nice. That includes people who don't treat animals well. That includes people who don't give to charity. That includes people who are sinners. But the good news in that is that it includes us because I'm a sinner that needs Jesus. We're all sinners that need Jesus. So at this point in the gospel, Mark makes an abrupt turn and Jesus heads out of Nazareth and gathers with his disciples and he sends them out to preach and to teach and to heal. And then he gives his disciples some instruction. He sends them out and orders them to take nothing but the essentials. No bread, no bag, no money, no extra clothes. But look at the results. They cast out demons. They healed the sick. They offended plenty of people. You see, these disciples were ordered to go out, right? It wasn't optional. It wasn't Jesus taking volunteers who wants to go. Jesus told them all, you will do this. The disciples were asked to give up their comfort, to give up what they'd always known, to give up their safety, and to go, trusting in God and trusting in the kindness of strangers. They were told to go out and participate in God's redeeming work in the world, even when that work took them to the wrong places. Even when that work took them to places that were uncomfortable or unsafe or impure or just those places that they knew better than to go. Because maybe even more offensive to us than a Jesus who doesn't just affirm how great we are. But what might be more offensive is who Jesus tells us to go out to and include in this community. The sick, the unclean, the outcasts. Back then, the folks who, who were hearing this message, they, they believed that the sick and the outcasts brought it upon themselves often. We hear stories in scripture that talks about sin being the cause of whatever problems have befallen people. If you were a leper, perhaps you weren't offering the right sacrifices. If you were born blind, perhaps it was your parents that sinned or maybe your grandparents 
that sinned. And so far in Mark's gospel, we've seen Jesus heal a leper, a paralytic, a man with a deformed hand, someone possessed by a demon, a woman who couldn't stop bleeding, and to top it all off, last week he raised a little girl from the dead. These are people who weren't supposed to be touched. These are people who weren't supposed to be encountered. These are people who were supposed to be cut off from their community because they were unclean, because they were sick, and because they were outcasts. By the rules set up in that day to help people worship God the best way they knew how, these folks had to stay outside, otherwise they would defile the good things inside. In essence, they were cut off from experiencing God the way that the rest of the community does. So in return, Jesus went to them. Jesus encountered them. Jesus touched them. And Jesus commands us to do the same. He commands us to go to what our culture deems the unclean, the outcasts, the sinners. Frankly, that's to go to everyone because we, or I'll say I, we are the unclean, the outcasts, and the sinners. And that offends us. That offends me because it's much easier to stay in here. I like y'all. Y'all are nice. We can stay in here, sing our songs, have our worship, and these are all great things. But if these don't compel us to go out and follow a Jesus who tells us to risk it all, none of this matters. Because Jesus isn't concerned with our comfort. Jesus is concerned with God's mission. Like I said, I'm moving this week, and this is the last time that I'm going to preach in this diocese, at least for a while. These last three years, I've served on Bishop Waldo's staff, and I've been privileged to go around the diocese preaching in congregations, talking about how we share the good news of God in Christ and how we participate in God's redeeming work in the world around us. And this is the last time I get to do that. And when Father Raphael asked if I could fill in this week and be here, I said, sure. And then he found out that it's like five days before I've got to leave. And he said, are you sure? I was like, I cannot think of a better place to talk about what God wants us to do. I maybe actually have been to St. Luke's more than other congregations in our diocese. I like filling in here. Number one, it's really close to my house. It's easier to get here than it is to go up to Greenville. But this is a wonderful place. And this is a place our diocese needs. Our diocese needs to know the story and the history 
of this place. Our diocese needs to know the history of how this place has reached out to the unclean, the sinners, and the outcasts in the community. Our diocese needs to know the story of how this place has served as a beacon of God's light in the world. Our diocese needs to hear the story of how this place seeks to transform the world. Starting right there in the gym. Is it that way? I'm pointing. I don't know which way it is. Whichever way the gym is. But starting there, going across the city, and eventually around the world. Our diocese needs to hear the story of this place. Because y'all know what it is to follow a Jesus that asks us to risk everything. And y'all are an example for the rest of us in Upper South Carolina. Y'all are an example of us for how we can follow a Jesus who calls us to leave our comfortable pews and serve. Of our need to follow a Jesus who calls us to tell the whole world the good news of God and Christ. An example of our need to follow Jesus who calls us to love our neighbor. Even when that neighbor doesn't look like us or think like us or act like us or do anything else like us, we're called to love. An example of our need to follow a Jesus who calls us to dine with tax collectors and sinners and all sorts of folks. An example of our need to follow a Jesus who calls us to reach out across any line that we or the world tries to set up to separate us. St. Luke's, this place, y'all have a unique story to tell. Y'all have a lived experience our diocese needs to hear about what it means to follow Jesus, even when it doesn't seem easy. And so I may be leaving, and I'm going to ask y'all to help continue to teach our diocese what it means to follow Jesus. Y'all continue to be who God has equipped St. Luke's to be. Y'all continue to be the people God has equipped each of you to be. A people who aren't content just to sit here and worship, but a people that knows that God commands us to follow him outside the doors, across the boundaries, even into the difficult places. We are called to follow Jesus, period. Help teach this diocese what that means. Amen.